Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> Do you know when the U.S. was founded? No. Take a guess. Around one. Like 1901. Who fought in the Civil War? I don't know. Do you know how many continents there are? No. How many states make up the United States? Dude, I know this. You know this. I, I do. That's crazy. I don't want to do this in a... Say a number. Say a number. I don't know. No, you, you do know me, this. You, call me, you, you call do me know this. Time. How many make up one dozen? How many what? Like, how many eggs are in one dozen? Ten. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Oh, my God. There are such stupid people in this country. College students. College students, too. Okay. I got the Planet Mikey podcast. We got a great podcast coming up for you. Bill Lee will join us in a second here. But first, Ben Kitchen over here. Hi. Hi. Bill Smith over there. <laughs> and oh, in, no. on the West Coast, and by the way, we're brought to you by Pro Automotive of Webster and Dudley, Massachusetts, working hard every day to earn your business. For whatever your ail, uh, ails your vehicle, uh, Pro Automotive has the cure. The cure. Uh, on the West Coast, sort of, almost, in Oregon, and we're going to him live via telephone the one and only, the fourth ever winningest left-hander in the history of the Boston Red Sox. Remember the Red Sox Hall of Fame? And uh, all-around interesting cat and one of my best pals, Spaceman Bill Lee. Hey, Bill. Hiya, boys. Hiya. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Klamath Falls, Oregon, right on the California Tule Lake, just past Mount Shasta. And this is the home of Dennis Bennett, who... Won 200 games in Mexico and maybe six in the United States. Yeah, right. Dennis Bennett, who came from the Phillies to the Red Sox, for Dick Stewart. And I was devastated by that trade because I thought Dennis Bennett kind of sucked. And for the Red Sox, he did. Well, it's because he saw Fenway Park in that wall. And they, uh, you know, he was basically an off-speed pitcher like me. But, you know, he got hit pretty hard. Then they got Ellsworth. And then they got me and Gary Peters and, yeah. you know, and uh, Gary was my roommate and he was, uh, he was the roommate also of Jim Landis, who was starting center fielder of the 67 Red Sox. Jim, I remember him. And uh, I remember too, that, that uh, Gary Peters was one of the f best uh, bat, uh, bat, best hitting pitchers in the league. Yes, at the time. yes, yes. I lost him this year. He just passed away, and Raddus passed away, and Landis passed away, and Jesus. you know, and I passed away. And no, you didn't. <laughs> you, you, you fooled them all. You got back up. <laughs> I'm laying. The key is to lay down and pretend you're dead. <laughs> Bill had the greatest comeback of all players. Uh, he, he, he did well. And when, and when we asked you the first, I said to you after that incident that happened with the Savannah Bananas, uh, you said, they didn't need to defibrillate me. I was just about to get up. <laughs> I was. I, I go, I didn't have any scar marks. And, you know, and then I'll, next thing you know, I have three three cardiologists in Savannah. They look like the three wise men, frankincense, myrrh, and gold. And I'm going, I'm going, you guys, what do you have? And he goes, well, Bill, we've come to the conclusion that your heart is wearing down. And I went, no shit. <laughs> and they gave you a pacemaker. And I they gave me a pacemaker, and then I went out and threw a complete game shutout and punched out nine and had an immaculate inning in the ninth inning in a 75-and-over game. And uh, I basically 
After nine innings, they all die anyway. Well, you know, I, I saw you at Jamie Parker's golf tournament, and I said, how's your pacemaker? And you said, it's fine, but my Prius won't start. <laughs> I know. And the funny thing is, my Prius died going outside of Savannah on the way here, and I thought I'd be next. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good luck on that road trip. You got your dog with you, and you also have your lovely wife with I you. I do. My dog is broke more male dogs hearts you know this this puppy is good i mean we've driven eight nine thousand miles and now we're heading back uh to billings montana in two days and then through iowa and back to charleston west virginia where i'll pitch what's that honey i gotta go to montreal no i'm not going to montreal the hell hell with the canadian <laughs> but anyway i'm busy and uh and you want to talk rule changes? Yeah, I they, do. They're because of the bananas. The bananas have put us on the map, and everybody, they're copying us and trying to work faster. Well, they're not going to bring out guys on stilts to hit the ball in the Major League Baseball. But on the, what, you're talking about the pitch clock? Yeah, the pitch clock, we, we, you're not, you, you can dance on the mound. You can't get out of the batter's box. See, the key is uh, Garcia Pars of the world, these anal retentive guys that wear gloves and don't want to get in the batter's box. You know, and uh, they're like the hokey pokey. They, first they put their left foot in, then their right foot in, then all the shit starts. <laughs> well, you know, it does look like for a long time, that's, either they're trying to get extra camera FaceTime or they are just afraid of what could happen. I mean, this doesn't. That's, Ted Williams never left the box when he got in the box. Hell no! The pitcher left the mound. <laughs> that's. I mean, but so the pitch clock so far, in your estimation, is it good? Is it bad? How, how do you feel? Oh, about it's it? it's really good. Their trouble is going to hurt guys like Clevenger, guys that can't. You can't pull a nail out of their ass with a pair of inch pliers. They can't think and hit. But the funny thing is, they got. Walkie talkies and mics. If they can't communicate now, how the hell are they ever going to communicate, pitcher and catcher? Well, yeah, and you're supposed to get out there and know at least look look like you know what you're doing. You have a plan for each hitter. That's why you go over the tapes in the in the locker room before the games. The batters, you go over the batters with the catchers, and so you know what to expect. So really, what's the games are now two and a half hours instead of three and a half. Well, good. Good, good, good. I now you're it. not going to sell any beer, and they'll complain about that. Now, when you were pitching, you were a pretty fast worker. You didn't screw around out there. You you got right down to business, right? I got down. You saw me. I, Jim Cotton and I hooked up in an hour and 42 minutes, hour and 47 minutes. And he and I were dance partners in Minnesota because the girls all danced together. The boys refused to dance. They sat around and drank. You know, and threw darts, and then Jim Cotton and I go out and dance together, and we ended up with all the beats. <laughs> the kid, I never knew Kitty had had the footwork. You know, the Fred Astaire oh, thing going. Kitty Cat had. He's the guy who invented the uh, the no stride. You know, the quick release to yes. home plate to keep him from running. The short step, and that was a, a maneuver to do, to avoid what they now we're going to see more of, which is stolen bases. He, by the way, he started the first major league game I ever saw for the Minnesota Twins against the Red Sox in '64. Wow, that's he, amazing! Yeah, he, he pitched for a long, long time, and he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, Kitty Cat's uh, best fielding pitcher outside of me, outside of you. And you, yeah, and he, he got, I he have stole the exact same winning, uh, fielding percentage lifetime. And he stole the gold gloves from you because uh, he was. Well, he wore a Rawlings and I wore a Wilson and a McGregor. So that's why he got screwed on that. 
Yeah, it's Wilson. I mean, Rawlings gives out the gold glove. Oh, that's right. It's their, it's their award. I forgot about that. So so you're good with the pitch clock. I think everybody so far has had pretty good yeah. reviews on it, except for maybe a couple of pitchers who are notoriously slow workers like Rich Hill or whomever. You know, there are guys who were slow workers, but uh, most people are have given that rave reviews. What about the size of the bases? I love it. You know, the funny thing is it's, it's, a, it's, it's called uh, – it's called, uh, what the hell is the name? Gore Vidal wrote Myra Breckenridge. And it was about Myra Breckenridge and Tom Selleck started. It was his first role. And Mae West was in the boudoir up above. And these men walked in and Mae West looked at Tom Selleck. He goes, hey, big boy, how big are you? And he goes, well, I'm six feet, six inches, man. And she goes, to hell with the six feet. Let's talk about the six inches. <laughs> and that's the distance. It's shortened by six inches. Uh, on the running between the bases, in other words. Exactly, but it's wider. And I'm watching. I watched the instant replay. And I was at the San Francisco game, and they slide headfirst to the far outside of the bag, and the sweep tag has to go six inches further. That's right. It does change. Now, and plus the fact that they, they've also changed the rules on the how many pickoff attempts you can make. That is bad because it's going to increase people stealing after two pickoffs, you know, and I think you should be able to work fast inside of the 22nd and at least, you know, at least fool them and stuff. But, you know, you don't want to. The key is to slide step. If you think a guy's going to run on you, Mm -hmm. just don't give him the opportunity. Slide step. Pitch out and throw him out. And left-handers have a key have a, a key advantage in that game. In fact, in the game of baseball in general, there's a left-handed ad, ad, advantage there to a degree. Hitters too. There is a big advantage. Yeah, but uh, now it, it, this, being able to pick somebody off or keep them close or having a good pickoff move and knowing they know that you have a good pickoff move, it just it keeps them on their toes a little bit and they don't they don't get now they're going to just take off after two pickoff attempts, right? Exactly what's going to happen. It's going to shatter the records a lot of things are going to happen it really i don't know exactly the the outcome and stuff but uh i think everything will work out i mean hey hitters adjust and then pitchers adjust accordingly you know in the old days the hill was higher they lowered the mound Mm -hmm. you know then all of a sudden pitchers started dropping driving like siever and and me and all those other guys. And then all of a sudden they changed it. Pitchers started throwing erect and over the top and then hitters started uppercut swinging. So, you know, we're in, we're in a transition period right yeah, now. Yeah. I think the, the speed of the game will, will change some of those stats. I would, I would hope at least, you know, yeah. uh, for, positively. Now, what about the shift? They, they've now the eliminated shift. the shift. Hey, I don't care about that. You shift all you want. You hit the other way. You know, the Giants won their last spring training game with three two-out bunts to win the game seven to four. So, you know, and then the other day they bunted again. Two-out bunts. And and I was at the ballpark, and then they brought in this left-hander, and he hung a few too many sliders, and Cardafo or the guy from the Mets hit that home run, the kid from Washington State. Yeah. And he hit the two-run homer to beat him. And then they go out, they get beat by the Dodgers yesterday, and, the Giants aren't – they're not going to be there. They ain't going to score any runs. They, no, don't, really. they look pathetic. Okay. While, you, while we're giving the, your ratings on, on, the, on the teams, uh, the Red Sox have a kind of a 
a no-name lineup and pitching rotation compared to other seasons. What is your assessment of the Red Sox thus far and in the future with the cast of characters they have, Spaceman? I don't know. I haven't seen a ball game. I haven't even heard of results. Yeah, what's the record? Five and five. Five and five? Yeah. Well, they're a 500 ball club, and that's where they're going to end up. <laughs> probably, probably. I'm really going out on a limb yes, there. You right. are. Well, you know, we'll give you a chance to come back to New England and check them out more in depth, and we'll check back with you on that. Yeah. Uh, now, what's going Ooh. on with these Savannah Bananas? Because I know you're supposed to be coming to Massachusetts in August or something like that. I want to see at that game and see the whole crew. Yeah. Are you still doing yeah, you, yeah. you still Brockton, active with them? Uh, Brockton, uh, Maine, whole bunch in uh, Hartford, Connecticut. Trenton, New Jersey, we're on the East Coast. And then we go to Syracuse. We end up at Cooperstown. All summer. And, uh, yeah. What else? Yeah, so you're going to be here. Oh, that's great. You know, I haven't watched you uh, uh, pitch in a live game, I don't think, since the since you broke the record with the Brockton Rocks. And uh, you had well, a huge yeah, crowd there. You didn't here. see me in San Rafael. You didn't see me in Sonoma. You know, and uh, I, I mean, I'm, I haven't walked uh, two years with the Bananas, a year and this year, I have not walked anybody, and that's my only goal is to throw strikes, work fast, change speeds, you know. And uh, You haven't walked anybody? No. No, I haven't walked Holy anybody. I've had a three-ball count. Three and one, I came back, and then I got a fly ball. Uh, I flew out in the stands, and I won the ball game. I was actually I – I got a hold, not a win. But I got a win last year. At the age of seventy-five, so yeah, I consider that against the Double A team, Kansas City Monarchs, and uh, you know Vladimir Guerrero's nephew was on that team, a guy named Adams that hit two hundred home runs in the big leagues, and I beat them. I like the name sound of that. You know, I got I got to say this though, uh, spaceman. Before we let you get back to your dog and your mm-hmm. trip, yeah, uh, one of my favorite stats of yours is that you, the Montreal Expos, ditched you after you led the team in earned run average and batting average. Exactly. That's so sick. What's wrong with those exactly. bastards? No one. No one. That. I mean, that. That's. I hit three forty eight. I had a two seven four ERA. I got released after throwing. 12 innings, no walks, eight strikeouts, and had a 4.5 ERA, and I got released, and no one picked me up. Hey, those froggies, they like their hockey up there. Not sure they know much about baseball over there. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well, it was John McHale and Jim Fanning, the old uh, Milwaukee Braves organization, you know, and uh, they they (laughs) treated me poorly, and, you know, and then – Haller and uh, all the guys. A guy named Martin Stone is now 90. He was the highest bidder for the Red Sox in 76 when they went on the market. Martin Stone was that batting practice pitcher that had the curly shoes and stuff. And he, he said, Bill, raise a stink and sue Major League Baseball. They owe it to you. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, it's but it's kind of like thirty nine years. Thirty nine years ago, I went to the hill in, in Scottsdale and pitched in a pro game. So you know, Haller's dead, Lefevre's <laughs> dead. I think they're all a bunch of jerks. So Fuck them. Fuck I'm all still those guys. And I'm happy. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. Well, listen, man, you have a safe trip. We love you. It's good to hear your voice. And uh, well, next time you come come back around, uh, Bill has a. Has I a did. I have a question. Uh, uh, I want to know what your opinion is of uh, what's her name, Megan Rapinoe, thinking that men now should play in women's sports. Oh yeah, 
Men playing in women's sports? Yeah, yeah. Trans- Megan Rapinoe, after all her complaining about not being treated, her, her women's soccer team not being treated fairly, the men have an advantage. Now she says that men should play in women's sports. The trans men. Trans men, oh, yeah. I, well, what the heck. I mean, you know, <laughs> the hardest thing about becoming a woman is not when they whack it off or they cleavage your tits back together or anything. It's so when they stick the straw in your ear and suck out half your brain. <laughs> well, you, you once said, they, they asked you one time about women playing professional baseball. You said, I don't care as long as she can go from first to third on a single to right. Exactly. But they have trouble because their ass pulls them into the left center. <laughs> Space Man, it's, it's, it's a good talking to you, pal. You take care of yourself, all right? You bet. Uh, I, I, I have one rule. If you slide, get up. <laughs> That's it. Have, have a good one, man. We'll see you. I'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Space Man Bill Lee, one-of-a-kind type of guy. I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, is there, is there anybody else that compares to him? No. 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 Oh, that's that's why. For those of you listening who don't know Bill, Google Warren Zevon, Bill Lee, and and listen to the song that he wrote for uh, for the spaceman. Hey, we uh, have a proud sponsor, and we have many of them actually. We have uh, one of them that's relatively new to us, and it's it's FanDuel. FanDuel. Now you're getting inundated with all these. No, let me just tell you. Go to go to FanDuel because they're 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 local, they're they're polite, they're friendly, they're knowledgeable, and they're honest. You can get involved on in all these grand slams and base stealings and no hitters and double plays and home, you know, everything. And how about that app? Everything baseball. Oh, the app, <laughs> the FanDuel app is super. It's about the best, you know? People ask me all the time, how's that app on FanDuel? I go, super. That's right. It's mm-hmm. super. <laughs> uh, the new customers in Massachusetts can get in on the action with a $200 bonus bet guaranteed when you place your first f- $5 bet. Did you hear me? First, I, f- f- that was five, good. I think you're getting ready for something. F- 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 $5 bet. Sign up at f- f- fanduel.com slash Boston. That's what you do. And you can bet on all your favorite sports right now. From the money line to the point spreads, player props, everything. Everything. Now, what do I love about the app? Well, it's on my phone. That's what I love about it. <laughs> One of the best things about it. Uh, it's a safe app. It's secure. It's super easy to use. Visit fanduel.com slash Boston and make every moment more fun for you and everybody around you. And don't forget the $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. FanDuel's the official partner of Major League Baseball. And here comes my disclaimer. Go ahead, Mike. I'm going to read it so people can understand. Okay, ready? Stand by. Go. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Hope is here. Gambling helpline, massma.org. I call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. What I do for my 24-7 support, I wear two jock straps when I'm playing the game. Mm, that'll do it. Play it smart and from the start and gamesensema.com or call 800-235. I don't like the ends of you know. By the time I get to the end of the disclaimers, I'm a little bored. I got to be honest. I know. It's just a legal thing anyway. The lawyers say, well, you got to say this after every commercial. All right, we checked in with my buddy Spaceman, who was best man in my wedding, and I, I'll never I'll never get over that, and neither will he. Um, I also uh, wanted to mention that uh, I did some lift driving this week. You did? Yeah. Mm. 
But first, before I do that, yeah. you know, when I'm driving, I listen to the various radio stations, and you've both worked at one of the ones I listen to. That's right. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. I listen once in a while. I check in what's going on with the old uh, alma mater, WEEI Radio. Oh, thank and, you. And uh, I was listening to the morning show, Yeah. and I heard um, Greg Hill yeah. say this. They were talking about who's the... who's. The girl that's on the morning show, Courtney. Uh, Courtney, that's Courtney. And now, wait a minute. You, you I've never were, met while her. you're driving in your lift. You're I'm driving. Li- you're listening to W. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I hear Courtney, and I hear Wiggy, and I hear uh, uh, Greg Hill. Yep. And they're talking about these limits. They have 90 minute limits now. On if you're in a restaurant, they they kick you out for something. They used to have that during the COVID uh, thing, mm-hmm. and then somebody brought it back. You know, they're trying to turn over the tables. Or whatever. They're talking about length of time you should be allowed to stay in a restaurant. And I hear Greg Hill say. I mean, you know, you sit there talking. He says, "But how long? How long can people conversate?" <laughs> I thought to myself, "Conversate." That's a that's a good word, though. Converse. Well, yeah, but how long can people converse? There's no word conversate. Well, there is now. You know. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that bother you that that someone who's a high paid? What's the uh, uh, Marconi Award did he win? He's a Marconi winner, and he doesn't know the English language enough to say converse instead of conversate? He's setting a trend. Then I heard Wiggy doing a commercial. Conversate. It's right here in the it's dictionary. It's not even a word. It's right there thank in you, dictionary.com. It's not a Greg word. Greg Hill was right. Conversate. That's not. You yeah. were wrong. It's converse. You're it's conversing. Verb used without object. Conversated. Conversating. Non-standard except no. in dialects. Greg had lots of experience it with restaurants. to have a conversation, converse, or talk. B- bullshit. Greg would know. Conversate. You don't. See? It's not. <laughs> I hate you both. I Actually, I love you both. I hear Wiggy do a commercial, right? And yep. it's a commercial for, guess what? A betting place. I'm not going to mention oh. the name of it. Because yep. we have our own sponsor. Yep. FanDuel. But I hear Wiggy say. The best. He says, play all your parlays. All your parlays. I love that about Wiggy. Play it smart from the start, yeah. he says. <laughs> That's right. Play it smart from the start. He's a Boston I'm thinking, guy. Well, but Jesus, come on. I mean, come on. You've got to conquer that accent, at least for the commercial read. Sounds great. Play it smart from the start. Don't say play it smart from the start, right? <laughs> That's what's uh, lovable just about be Wiggy. you, Wiggy. Don't listen to this yeah, grump. Wiggy, you know, who, I'll slap him later, Wiggy. You? Don't you worry. Did Ben? Did someone ask Ben to pipe in? By the way, speaking of piping in, yeah, Speakpipe, Speakpipe.com. I have a thing here. I got a great contest for our listeners. Now, now listeners, conversate. That's right. So now listen to this. Speakpipe.com/slash Planet Mikey Podcast, and you—it's free. You can leave. Any kind of a comment at all, but you have a twist on this? Well, it might enter the show in, in this fashion. Mm. We're going to have a thing right now, and it starts this week, right now, at this, as of this moment. Right now. You know the, the new 20-second pitch clock? Where they conversate over the... They con- the yeah. No, the baseball pitchers, they have to pitch the ball within 20 seconds or so. Sure. Yes. Okay. We're going to have the 20-second bitch clock. Bitch clock, as opposed you, to people the... People can call or, or go to SpeakPipe... And leave uh, has to be twenty seconds or less. No, no longer, no, no long tirades because we won't bother to listen to them. So that would be speakpipe.com slash Planet Mikey Podcast. Right. Okay. You go on, go there, and just leave a little voice message, and we call it the twenty second bitch clock. Yeah. That where you bitch about something. You can bitch about the podcast. You can bitch about your wife. You can bitch about the smell of your wife. You can bitch about your <laughs> your, your dog or or anything that happened. It has to be 20 seconds or less and we'll take the best of the 20 second bitch clock 
offerings, and we will send to them a gorgeous, wonderful, giant, delicious, my grandma's coffee cake. We'll really? S- we'll mail it directly to you if you win. Mm. All you got to do is leave, in, leave a, uh, uh, your email so we can contact leave, you. Exactly. Yeah. Leave an email on the uh, uh, when, you're, when you put your bitch clock thing in there. And it's a simple little contest. Yeah, It'll be can, fun. You, It'll be entertaining. You can type in your, um, your, your email. Pardon me. So, but right? it's, um, yeah, I just had a little, uh, there's that Snapple coming back on me. But the uh, speakpipe.com slash Planet Mikey podcast. There you go. Call and be happy that we will let you conversate. The bitch clock. Uh, you know, I have one more thing I want to mention on a commercial note, and that's that I had my, I had a blinker light go out on my, uh, my uh, grand Mar- Ed Markey. What no. year is that? Though? What year is that car? It's the, the, the 2006, the gray one. So that light has been. Blinking since 2006. So it went out, and somebody pulled up behind me at a red light and said, yo, yo, your red light's out. And, I, and then, you, and then I, my blinker was out both, because I had my son checking it was both. As, so I went back to... to Wiggy would say blinka. Blinka. Yeah. Uh, I went back to Pro Automotive in Webster, mm-hmm. and I said, okay, I got a thing, an emergency thing. I went in there. They said, come on at 8 o'clock. By 8.20, I was out of there with a perfectly working... But these people are such pros, and that's why they call it Pro Automotive, of uh, 626 South Main Street, Webster, 199 Oxford Avenue, Dudley, and 8 Englewood Street in Webster. Three locations for to serve you better. They saved you from being pulled over and arrested. Well, And they're such professionals, and they're so nice. It was like, bing, bang, boom, they take care of business. They're, uh, they're full-service uh, you know, certified mechanics... They'll do any line of car. It doesn't have to be foreign or domestic. And Jason Russo, the owner, is a, he's the, one of the best guys ever. And he runs that place very well. His employees love him. The customers love the place. And uh, they'll take care of you with no surprises, just honest, square business at a fair number. Now, I have to ask, when you, uh, when you visit Pro Automotive, do you, uh, do you pull the old, do you know who I am? Yeah, I did that do- once, and they said no. <laughs> <laughs> No, they're really they're really great. They're very personable of people. So I take all three of my cars there at Pro Automotive with my highest recommendation. Tell them Mikey sent you and get in there if you have a problem with your car. Okay. Now, now I have a list here. That was good, Mike. Thank you very much. Well, you know, I, I'm a, when I believe in a, in a topic, I go with it. You sound like a professional when you deliver that message. Well, you know, I am kind of professional, uh, Smitty. I've done radio for a long, long time. You know, and radio people don't say FM; they say FM. <laughs> You're listening to W E E I FM. Uh, so I did a, uh, a Lyft driving stint this week. Actually, made quite a bit of money. Did you have an unusual? I didn't really uh, trip? want the money. I Any just... unusual passengers you want to talk about? Well, I do. Uh, I'm trying to find. I have a list of. Uh, oh, oh, okay. First of all, Benita. Benita. Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about Benita. Okay. Applebaum? Benita. Benita. Was a nice lady. Didn't speak a word of English. I had to pick, pick her up at the Worcester Hospital. You know, they have these services that book these rides for older people that you know, to take them to and from the hospital. And and it says on your on your app, it says, Don't, no changes on this ride. Just It's been ordered by some. So the company orders the car. I get there, and they say, look for Benita. Then they're calling me. Meanwhile, I'm trying to follow the directions to where, where to pick her up. They're calling me, trying to tell me. She's at where she's there where the buses pick up, and I'm like, okay, I, I'm at the hospital. There's one, you pull up to the emergency room. That's where everybody drops off and picks up, you know, in front of the place. So now, where do the buses drop off? I'm looking around. I didn't see any buses. So I look around. I go around in circles. 
She's at the place where the bus is picked up, and she doesn't speak any English. So I'm like, okay, well, I, at least tell me what she looks like, because I'm trying to find somebody. In, I don't know. She's wearing a beige coat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I circle around, and then I see this old lady. She's old. She's waving at me like, I'm over here. Way no, nowhere near where the bus is picked up. I pull up. I open the window. I go, Benita? She goes, she doesn't speak any English. She gets in the back seat. I start driving. And it says on the thing, I'm like, where are we going? You know, Chicopee. Chicopee, oh. Chicopee Mass. Do you know how far Chicopee is from Worcester? At Friday drive time, Ooh. late in the, it was like, it said hour and nine minutes <laughs> to Chicopee. Now, you're supposed to get a warning. I don't know what's wrong with the Abbey. Hold on a second. Warning. Oh. Warning. Hold on, that's my old radio partner, John Hamblin. Right. Yeah, we're on. We're on doing my podcast channel. I'll call you back. Thank you, bye. <laughs> no, he he didn't know. How's he gonna know? Yeah. That's right. How do you know? Uh, so I got a driver to Chicopee, and I'm trying to. And I'm in traffic, and then one guy cuts me off at the red light, and he's beating. Then a steamroll, one of those uh, uh, cement mixers almost killed me, like Wade Boggs' mother. <laughs> and I'm like, th- I'm so frustrated because I gotta go. Here's what happens when you go to Chicopee: you gotta drive back. That's correct. So it's a two-hour trip with Benita, who doesn't speak a word of English, and she's always she's praying in the car. <laughs> My driving caused her to pray. <laughs> it was outrageous. And then the lady, I said, the lady calls me and she goes, "Did you pick up Benita?" I said, "She's in the car. I'm really not happy that I got to go an hour around, an hour back." And I and she goes, "Well, you were." The lady says, "You were very rude to me. You hung up on me last time I called you." Oh man. So I, you know, I thought I said, I'm, "It's time for me to be nice." So I said to, to the lady. Why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I hung up. Yeah. These are the trials and tribulations of a Lyft driver. Yeah. The frustration. And I, you know what? I took her where she was going. I took her back the hour. I don't get paid to come back the hour or the gas or anything. It's, it's I'm out there. I could have picked up rides in Chickabee. If we talked to other to Holyoke. If we talked to other Lyft drivers, would they have similar stories? So yes, yep. they would. And they would. But you know, here's the thing about it. you go out to you go out to Western Mass, and I, I worked there for many years. You got they're gonna know you're not from there if you say the names of the towns wrong. <laughs> like it's not Chicopee, it's Chicopee. Chicopee. You just gotta say it you gotta jam it through. Chicopee. Chicopee. <clears throat> Holyoke. It's two syllables, not three. Not Holyoke. It's Holyoke. Holyoke, yeah. Yeah. You gotta know these things. You know, or else they're gonna think you're a foreigner and treat you like crap. <laughs> I have two news items. Did you say news? <laughs> Was that like a double hit on that button? That was a hit. Oh! Oh! Now the news with Mike Adams. And now the news. As part of an effort to identify extremists in the Catholic Church, the FBI recruited at least one, quote, undercover employee to develop sources among the clergy and church leadership, according to Jim Jordan, Republican of Ohio. Jordan, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, issued a subpoena demanding FBI Director Christopher Wray testify and provide more information to Congress about what? The federal agency's intelligence-gathering initiative targeting Catholic Americans. Now the Catholics are the domestic terrorists. Uh, Seriously? It's about time. (laughs) I've had it up to here with you Catholics. That's that's right. Uh, Jim said, uh, the letter said, Americans attend church to worship and congregate for their spirit or conversate. Uh, for their spiritual and personal uh, betterment, the letter added, they must be free to exercise their fundamental First Amendment rights without worrying 
that the FBI may have planted so-called tripwire sources. They're spying and and permeating In the church. Catholic uh, uh, congregation to find out if they're terrorists while they're at church praying to the Lord Jesus. Isn't that great? It's like those movies where you'd see a guy infiltrate a communist uh, uh, secret meeting and he'd be taking notes. You know, Maybe that's how they, they view the Catholics now as the, well, the, the communists. Here's their explanation. Uh, in, the... Uh, Related to its investigation of Catholics after the, a former FBI agent leaked a memo entitled Interest of Racially or Ethnically Motivated Violent Extremists in Radical Traditionalist Catholic Ideology. He sounds like a nice guy. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, seriously, I've never gone to church. And I, was, I, grew, I grew up Catholic. You know, I was an altar boy, for yeah. God's sake. Uh, and for my mom's sake. And I, also, it kept me from having to sit in the seats. You know? See... Here's the thing about kids when you're 10 years old. You fart in church, and you sit in your own pew. Uh, so anyway, the, the extremist... I've never heard any Catholic priest or anyone do, say anything close to extreme. Mm -hmm. They were talking about the Bible, the gospel, well, and all that The stuff. LGBTQ team, they oh. say that uh, you know, the Catholics are like the devil. And now a sad news story number two. Ben Kitchen. Yes. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm sorry. You're no. not part of this. Okay. I just wanted to wake you up. Lydell Grant. You know who he is? Lydell. No. Lydell Grant enjoyed four years out of prison after being exonerated from a crime he didn't commit. That's a happy ending story. Wow. He didn't commit it. They found out with DNA he didn't. He had been in prison for eight years, and they let him out. Of course. Can you imagine? Of course they let him out. Mm -hmm. He had been sentenced to life in prison in 2012 in the fatal stabbing of Aaron Shearhorn. He tried to appeal his case, denied every time. Reports say the Innocent Project of Texas agreed to take on the case and found through DNA he was the killer was not Grant. Lydell was innocent. By then, he'd been in there for eight years. However, after celebrating another victory of righting the wrongs of the criminal justice system, yes. Grant found himself back in handcuffs. Oh, no. What did he do? Here's the incident that happened. Thursday, about 11.50 p.m., Houston police believe Grant and another woman were leaving a corner store when he ran a stop sign, causing a Toyota to hit him. Grant allegedly got out of his car and then fired multiple shots through the windshield of the Toyota before getting back into his car and taking off. Okay. So it was a hit from a hitman and a run, hit and run. The driver of the Toyota, 33-year-old Edwin Aravalo, died at the scene. The accusations against Grant were read in a probable cause case overnight. Investigators say the surveillance video helped them identify Grant as the suspect, leading to his arrest. He's being held on a $1 million bond. God. I mean, it's kind of like you if you've been in prison for eight years, shouldn't you not carry a gun and A and B not fire the gun at somebody? Knowing how bad it was in prison for eight years, you say, well, aren't you taking a chance? I think he thought he gets a freebie. Maybe he does. Maybe he already the, served eight years. I get to actually kill someone now. Well, that's like OJ, you know. <laughs> but the, I can understand why. I mean, he was innocent, supposedly, I guess, in the first one. The first so one, I have yeah. no problem with him actually having the gun, whatever he was legally allowed to, right? Using it and well, shooting no, a guy through the windshield, a Toyota. <laughs> using a it, Toyota. Sure. I know. If it was a Honda, maybe. Do you know that a? <laughs> do you know that a Toyota is a uh, palindrome? Yes. A is. Toyota. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Isn't it? A T O Y O T A. 
It's a freaking palindrome. Hey, Toyota. I just came up with that on my own. Oh, my God. Jesus. You know, yeah. Subaru, uh, spelled oh backwards, God. is you are a bus. Subaru. Yeah. You're supposed to say it like this. Subaru. Oh. Feel the freedom. That's how they say it in Japan, where <laughs> Subarus are made. You know, they don't say Subaru. They say Subaru. That's right. Did you know that? Now we do. And then you go, Ernie Bach Jr. You're getting canceled. I don't give a shit. Hey, look at me. Does this look like the face of somebody who gives a shit if I get canceled? Looks like someone who conversates. It's just, this looks like the face of somebody who's been canceled for a long time, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. Unlike uh, Joe and Jerry, who always make an appearance Ooh. on our program. Yeah, here. that's true. Uh, Troop has picked out this week's song for the Castiglioki portion of the program. Mm-hmm. And here it is. Here it is now. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to Bill Lee for coming on all the way from Oregon. Thanks to Ben Kitchen, Bill Smith. Joe, Jerry, come on in here. Now, on the day I was born, the nurses all gathered round. They gazed in wide wonder at the joy they had found. The head nurse spoke up, said, leave this one alone. She could tell right away that I was bad to the bone. Bad to the bone, Joe. Bad to the bone. Bad. 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 Bad to the bone. I broke a thousand hearts before I met you. I'll break a thousand more before I'm through. I want to be yours, pretty baby. Yours and yours alone. And I'm here to tell you, honey, I'm bad to the bone, true? Bad to the bone, true. Bad. 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 Bad to the bone. Can you believe it? You know, I like George Thorogood. He was a pretty good shortstop with his Delaware Destroyers, too, Joe. He played semi-pro ball. Did you know that? I didn't know that. So he had good hands at shortstop. Pretty good hands on the guitar, too, True. I like how you tied that together, Joe. Well done. You're quite the professional. I'll make a rich woman beg. Make a good woman steal. Make an old woman blush. And I'd make a young girl squeal. I want to be yours, pretty baby. Yours and yours alone. I'm here to tell you, honey, you should check out my bone. Bad. Bad. Bad to the bone.